We are learning Daf Tzadi test. We're starting five, six lines up in the bottom of Tzadi Ches on the base, uh, where the Gemara says Tashma. And we're in the middle of learning about when a Shliach doesn't listen exactly to the instructions he was given. So we're talking about a Shliach was, was told to go sell something on behalf of somebody, but uh, he sold more than he was supposed to. And the question we have is that if a Shliach listens to the instructions that he was told to do, so then he's performing it on behalf of the person who sent him, and a Shliachas is done for the seller. But if he changes from the, instru- the instructions, if he clearly uh, deviates and does something else entirely, so then that's not a shlichus, and therefore it's not fulfilled for the seller. So what happens if he does what he's told to do, but he also adds more? Is that called just adding on? And therefore, at least for what he was told to do, it's still a shliach. Or do we say that once he added, then he's deviating from the whole thing? And once he's deviating from the whole thing, then he's not a shliach at all. So we're trying to figure that out, and we end up uh, trying to bring a proof here from the mission, and that's the reason why we're learning this whole thing. Tashima. Our mission was talking about where a woman has a the widow, she sold a property that was worth 100 zoos and an extra dinner, she sold it for, for 100 zoos. The whole sale is, is, is totally bottle and nullified. So Pashup Shad is um, here, and the Gemara assumes the property was, 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 was worth 100 zoos and a dinner, and she sold it for the right price. It's not that she got the wrong price for it. What does the Mishnah mean? What does it mean that she sold it for 100? It means Manashallah. She sold it to collect her 100 zoos ksuba. So meaning to say, she's owed 100 zoos. She goes and sells her property that's worth a little bit more than 100 zoos for its actual price. So it was, the property is worth 100 zoos and a dinner and she sells it for 100 zoos and a dinner. The issue is that she is only meant to be selling a property that's worth 100 zoos. Umaya filu, what does the Mishnah mean when it says, even if she says, I'll return it? What it means is, even if she says, I'll go return the extra dinner to the Yarshim with a dinner's worth of the land, meaning she's going to go back to the purchaser, buy back the dinner's worth of that field and return it to the Yarshim. So she'll end up restoring to them the extra dinner which she wasn't meant to sell. And what do we? What does the Mishnah still say? The whole sale is void. Why is that? Must be because since she sold more land than she was meant to sell, she's as if she's a shliach. And that's an interesting point. That's where the lambdas is is overlapping here. Is that we view the widow as if she's an agent of the Yarshim to go sell on her on their behalf because they owe her the money and the the lien the debt is there from the from the estate. And she's selling it kind of on their behalf. And the idea is that she's only owed 100. So when she sells more than 100's worth, she's selling in excess. And what's the idea? That even if she's getting a totally fair price, everything's fine, but it's still bottle. Why is it bottle? Must be because since she's selling more than she should be selling, by definition, she's not acting as a shliach. So that now brings, that is a proof to what we're saying. We wanted to know if somebody is a, um, if somebody is still a shliach, uh, when they add more than they were instructed to do, we clearly see that no, when you when you add more, you're deviating entirely, and once you deviate entirely, so then that's considered, um, so then that's considered to to be not a shliach at all. So the Gemara rejects the proof from Rafuna, but you have nothing low, but the ozo. When the Mishnah means it's not that she stam sold extra piece of karka for for the right price. What happened was is that she undercharged for the field, meaning. She was only getting the the price for a hundred, and she was really, in actuality, selling uh, a field for 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 a hundred and a dinner. So that's why it's totally bottled because she undercharged them. It wasn't fair to them. But where she would charge, get the right price, and just sell more than she was entitled to sell, there we would say at least what she was meant to sell would be kaim. So we're making a distinction. We're saying no. The mission was actually talking about where she undercharged. Says the Gemara, "I've been saved by the Ozo." The end of the mission is talking about where she undercharged. So we can imply, we can infer, Arisha with the lows, it must be that, the, that what we were talking about was where she didn't undercharge. What, what are we talking about? The Kani say for the end of the mission said, if the Ksuba was worth 400 Zuz, 
and she sells a bunch of different fields. She sells to one person property for hundreds of another person a hundreds of property. So she had three fields that were each worth a hundred zoos to three different purchasers, and it was at the actual value. And then to the last person, the last person she sells a property that's worth a hundred zoos and a dinner. She sells it for a hundred zuz. So, so what's good? What is the what is the law in that case? The last one is 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 no good because she undercharged, right? That's the point. She's definitely whatever she undercharges definitely is not chal. So the last one when she undercharges is not good. But all the rest of them are good. So here the Mishnah already teaches us that if she undersells, then then the sale is bottle. So why would the earlier part of the Mishnah teach us the same thing? Must be that the earlier part of the Mishnah is not talking about that she undersold and that she sold for the property for the property of a hundred of hundred zuz and a dinner she sold for. Must be that she sold it for hundreds of and a dinner. She got the fair price. And the mission up before was saying that it's still bottle because by definition, since she adds, adding is considered deviating, and if it's considered deviating, and she's not a shliach at all. Says the Gemara, we defend. Lo, ratio of Ezefa the Ozil, really both cases in the Mishnah is that she did undercharge. Stam adding doesn't make her not a shliach. It's only the undercharging which makes her deviating, deviating and not a shliach. Ah, uh, you want to know then it's it's redundant. Seifa, Kamash, on the Chiddush of the Seifa, is time to Ozil, but the The only reason why the last sale is bottle is because she undercharged when she was selling she, the last sale. In other words, she was owed 400 so when it came to, she sold three fields fairly and then when it came to the last one she under she undercharged a little bit so she was messing up the the arshim and that's why the last one is bought off of the da if she had undercharged when she was selling her property meaning if it would have been one of the first three fields where she undercharged machrakhan the sale would stand meaning let's say it would be one of the first three properties she would get the loss and the sale would be valid meaning let's say something was valued at 100 zoos in a dinner and she only charged 100 zoos for it the sale is valid and and she would have to de- de- deduct 100 zoos and a dinner from her ksuba because at that point that she's not messing them up she's messing herself up that's the idea so when it's past how much she's due so then we say when she undercharges it's totally messed up but when it's messing her up so then we say okay it's your fault you know you 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 you, you shouldn't have undercharged that amount so if you had the property worth 100 zoos and a dinner you only sold it for 100 and and she's still entitled to her 400 and and this point. So if it would have been one of the first three fields and the stale would have stood and she would have to absorb the loss. That's what the, the point of the safe is coming to teach us. The inference that in the first three fields where it's her um, where she would have to absorb the loss, then her sale would stand if she undercharged. Says the Gemara, you already see that from the beginning of the mission. The mission said, if a widow whose ksuba is worth 200, she sells a property that was worth 100, she gets 200 from it. I she was able to sell a property that was worth 200 zuz and she undercharged and only got 100 zuz. In Skalvus she receives her ksuba. In both cases, she's done. In the ratio, she's done because the maestro, she got 200. But in the second case, she only got 100. But since she should have gotten 200, the property is worth 200. So we say that you she had in the estate the value of her ksuba and she loses it. Even though she only ended up accepting 100, that's her own fault and she loses. So we already see that point that if she undercharges on her own chedjman and she ends up receiving less than she should have, but she, she has to absorb that loss. So why would the and the Mishnah have to teach us that again. Says the Gemara Matzim. If you only said in the beginning, I would say Hasan Nisalak Leima Habeis Lagamri. There it's val- there it's true. The sale is valid because with that sale, right? She had a property worth two hundred. You only sold it for one hundred. She's totally removed from the house. Meaning. She can't claim anything more. The ksuba, she was owed 200 zoos. And the property was worth 200 zoos. So she should have been good with what she got. So since she should have been good with what she got, if she then messes herself up and undercharges, she can't come back and claim. Allah on the end of the Mishnah. She's owed 400. So even after she sells the first three sales, 
So, so, so she still owed more money. So therefore, I would say maybe we should decree that the first three should be no good if she undercharges to the last sale of hundreds. Since if it would be the last sale and she would undercharge, she'd be messing them up and it would be bottle. So maybe we should say in the first three sales, it should be bottle as well. Kamash Malani say, no, there's no such concern. The first three sales would be valid since it's her who's observing the loss, absorbing the loss, and it's only for the last one it's only for the last one where we say it's different because there the Arshim would observe the law. So basically, we've defended what we wanted. Our question is, what a woman does, she's selling what she's supposed to be selling, and then she just adds more than she was supposed to. Uh, was our question is, a shliach, when he adds, is he deviating, he's not a shliach, or for what he was supposed to, is he still a shliach? That question we've defended. Either way, we don't see from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah's discussions were specific to the fact that she was undervaluing that and underselling and not getting as much as she should have from the property. And there we say that if it's something where she's absorbing the loss, the sale is kind. But if it's where the Arshim would absorb the loss, then the sale would be bottle. Okay, so until now, the Gemara has been discussing where Shliach sells more than he is supposed to sell. Now the Gemara comes with a different version, V'i Gadamri. Hello, Tibai Allah, your original inquiry is actually not a good question at all. If it was a case where the, where the, where the Shliach was told, go sell Lesech, which is the half core, and he went and sold the full core, that's considered most if he's just acting. I mean, he's just adding, meaning he's not deviating, he's still a shliach, and for what he was supposed to sell, it is done by shlichus and, it, and, it, and it's binding, because the extra thing doesn't change it, it's just adding. Where is the shaila? Where it's in the exact inverse. The Amrleh, the Baalbai sold the shaila, Zol Zabin Lekura, go sell a core. He only sold a half. My, what's the halacha? Do we say that on the half, he was supposed to sell a full core, he only sold a half. Do I say that on what he did sell, at least it is considered valid? Or do I say that? Um, or do I say that, that that no? Once he sold less than he was supposed to, so he's not a shliach at all. And the gemara explains the two sides here. Me, I mean, normally, do we say that the, the shliach says the tabalach avdilach? That look, I did what was good for you. Because why? If I would have, if I would have sold the full amount and then it ended up you didn't need all the money, you wouldn't be able to go back on it. Meaning, I'm really protecting you because really people don't usually want to part with real estate. Partnering with real estate is not good. You only do it if you're really strapped for cash. I was helping you that I was being more conservative and not selling so much just in case you would want it. You would rather retract. Now you're making me sell twice. And if I have to sell twice, there are going to be more documents. I'm going to have a reputation around town that I'm always constantly selling my property. So I'd rather sell one lump sale of real estate than in two different increments. So therefore, you're making it worse for me. So we're trying to figure out whether by selling half when he was supposed to sell whole, he's actually really messing up his ball bias or not. So the Gemara says, let's bring a proof from the mission. The mission says, no dinner shows up. Gives a shliach a golden dinner, and he says, "Go, I want you to go buy a shirt with the money that I gave you." He goes and he gets with three sela, uh, um, uh, a chaluk, some sort of cloak, and with three uh, a talis. Just to understand here, the the prices: one golden dinner is six sela. So he, that, that, that's what's going on here: is that he gave him the golden dinner, and he told him to go buy the shirt. But the shliach is changing; he gets a shirt for the price of three sela and a cloak for the price of three sela. Now, when we discover that whatever, the whole thing was a mistake because the dinner that was used was actually hectic money. So shnei amalu, la halacha is that the balabais and the shliach have both done me'ilah. So let's again, we review what's the halacha. Normally we say, ain't shliach l'dvar However, the big exception is me'ilah. Me'ilah is exeris akasav that we say, if someone does me'ilah as a shliach, then actually it goes back to the balabais and only the balabais commits me'ilah, but not the shliach. Here we're saying both of them do me'ilah. What's the pshat? Obviously, it has to be that on some amount that he is a shliach, 
And that's why it goes back to the Balabais. The Balabais tells me but on some amount he is not a shliach, and that's why the shliach also is acting as himself, and therefore there is me'ila for him as well. So how is that? So he was told to buy for six, and he and he bought. He, uh, he was told he was told to buy a chaluk, the shirt for for six, and he ended up buying a shirt for three. So. He, if you say he's at least a shliach for what he did, so he's still considered a shliach. He's just adding; he's changing a little bit. But 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 on um, on what he spent, when he bought the chaluk, he was doing shlichus. That's what we'd understand why the balabais is doing mila because on the on the shirt that he did buy, he's acting b'tar shlichus. But if you say when no, he was supposed to buy it for six and he's buying it for three. So he's changing everything. If he's changing everything, I'm all. So then it's just the Mishliach's action. It shouldn't go back to the Baal Habayis. He's not representing his interest anymore. If he's not representing his interest anymore, so he's just doing his own thing. So the, why is the Baal Habayis getting me? So the Gemara says, The case is, Pashup Shad is that he got him the shirt that was worth half the amount of money. Like he got him a cheaper shirt. Says the Gemara, no. He got him the shirt that was worth the full amount just for some other price of three seller. He got a, He was a great negotiator in the market and he got what was supposed to be worth six, he got for three. So there, of course, we're going to say that the Balabai is has Me'ila because there it's not a change at all. And the, our whole question is you're supposed to sell um, a full amount and you sell half there, you could say maybe that's deviating completely because I didn't want you to only sell half. But here, if you got me the same exact thing that I wanted, why would he care? So that's why he's still considered a shliach. If that's the case, that the shirt that he brought back was worth six ella, then shliach am I mall. So why? Then why is the uh, is the shliach committing any mi'ila as well? If we say that 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 he was doing somewhat different than he was told to do, so then we could understand he was told to do to get one for for six, and he got one for three, and we could say he's partially shliach and partially not. But if he's lamaisa getting one, um, get get getting the shirt that's worth six, so what's he? He's just acting as a shliach. So why is the why is the shliach also doing mi'ila? Says the Gemara Talis. You're right. The the, the mi'ila is on the other part, on the talis, on the shirt. He's just acting representing. The Balabai is getting the one that worth six. Somehow he got it for the price of three, but it was worth six. So he's just representing the Balabai is in an Akhanami. He's not getting Meila on that. His Meila is on the cloak that he got extra. The end of the mission there says, No, in this case, the Balabai doesn't get Meila. Why? He can say to the Shleach, I wanted a big shirt. You went and you, and you only got me a smaller shirt. So obviously the case must be that he didn't get him the same shirt that he wanted, right? The push shot is that, that like we thought before that he got him one that was only worth three. And that, then there would be a proof that he's still his shliach klapi, the, the worth of three. But if we're saying now when you detract from the value, what you were told to do, then you're not a shliach at all. So we had to say the case was that the shirt was worth six, was worth six. So what's Rabbi Yudah saying that the Balabais is not, is not mal because he tells the shliach, what are you talking about? You brought me a bad shirt. Why is it a bad shirt? It's exactly the same shirt that he wanted. So the Gemara explains, my Ra, what does it mean it was a bad shirt? Rabbi Dhamim, it was inferior in the price. Meaning to say, the Amar Leh, the, the Balabais tells the shliach, I still if you won and got it to me for six, you would have gotten to me worth 12 salah. Meaning I see you're a good negotiator. You were able to get the one that worth six was worth six for three salah. So I would have preferred, if you, with your skills, if the, that you should go and spend six on the shirt, and then it would have been you go, you would have brought back me one that was worth twelve. 
So meaning to say, he's still upset. He's still not re- representing his interest. His interest isn't Stam, he should have a shirt that's worth six. His interest is that the shliach should spend six sela on a shirt. And then Afkamina is, if you have good negotiating skills, then, then what's going to happen is that, is that you're going to end up getting even a bigger shirt. And that's Kufa, what Rebuda is saying. The economy is implicit also. The ton of the price says, Modi Rebuda begins. Rebuda agrees if you went to buy uh, beans, Shishneamal, there the, both of them have meila. Why? Because there there's no such thing. Shakinis Vesav, Kinis Papruta. They sell at the same rate whether you're buying for a sella or whether you're buying for a pruta. So meaning, let's just understand what's going on here. In the case with the, with the shirt, the idea is that it's, it, there's, a, there's a proportionate thing. Meaning to say that, that, that with the shirt, it doesn't work proportionally. I'm sorry, it doesn't work proportionally. It's like if you had a good negotiating skills and, and instead of getting me, one, getting me one worth six for six, you were able to get it for three, then if you would spend six, you would have gotten something worth even more, like double the amount. Like, and it, it could be, it would be able to know how, who knows how much it was worth. And that's kind of the whole point is that it doesn't necessarily work in proportions. It, it, a shirt is something which doesn't have a set established price. So if you, if you would have spent six, then, then the guy could have a taina that you would have done even better. That's the point. If you would, because you spent three with your skills, you were able to get six. Who knows how much you would have gotten if you would have spent six. Masha Inc. in here, what we're saying, if we're dealing with legumes, which is something which has an exact price, so then there's always a certain rate. There's a fixed rate. No, no, no matter how much you're spending, it's always a fixed rate. So what's the difference how much he spent? In other words, there the Baal bias doesn't have a taina on him. Oh, I wanted you to spend the whole thing on legumes because kol shekin, you would have gotten more. No, it's not like that. As long as he brought back the amount of legumes that he was asked to and he, and, 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 and he didn't undercharge or anything like that, he did it with the same price. So what's the difference? What's, what's the time of the Baal bias is going to say? The Baal bias is going to say, no, I would have wanted you to use your negotiating skills and use all the money in the legumes because then you would have gotten even a better price. It's not necessarily true. It's always a locked-in price. And the Kamar explains, hey, chidami, what's the case? Clearly, we're not talking about in case with the, where the beans are sold by estimation, because if you give a full sale, then he would reduce the price even more. In other words, if you sell by approximation and someone hands you a really large bill, then you'll increase more in a disproportionate way than if someone would just give you a smaller bill. So when it's done by approximation, clearly it's not a fixed in price, then it wouldn't make sense. We're talking about where they measure it against the kana and they sell it. Uh, it's like, you know, it contains something in the kana, in the kana kli, and then they put the beans on the other side, and whatever exactly they're selling perfect against the kana. Damale, kana, kana, perpruta. Every kana sells for perpruta. It doesn't make a difference how much is being purchased. So I, made an, I didn't use all the money to buy the legumes, but I didn't cause any loss. You want more, just send more money. So when it's the case of the shirt, there, there's a tiny, because that's the way business works. It's not a fixed in price. So if you were able to get one with the value of six for three, if you would have spent six, maybe you would have gotten one where it was worth who knows how much, 24 or something like that, because there's not a fixed price. You can get, you can get something for whatever you want. Now, Shangin, if it's a something with a locked in price, like the situation with the legumes, legumes which are being sold not by approximation, but by exact weight, then that's not considered deviating just because you didn't spend all the money on the legumes. So what did we come out? That the Mishnah Meila is not talking about anyone who really deviated. Originally, we were trying to say that it was, and it was uh, approved to us because we thought that he came back with a shirt worth three instead of the shirt that's worth six, but we end up saying no, that the case was that he did come back with a shirt that was worth six, and just um, it was because of his skills, and the question is whether there's a taina that you know, you still should have spent all of the money on the shirt. So we're still looking for an answer to our question. If someone was instructed, I want you to go sell a core, and then instead he only sold the lesach, is he a shliach on what he did? So the Gemara says, Tashma, we bring a proof from our Mishnah. The water was worth 400 zuz. And she has different fields. She's selling three different fields, each of them worth 100 zuz to three different purchasers. And she's selling them the right value. When she gets to the last field, 
Yavah, a dinner, it was worth a hundred zuz and an extra dinner. And she sold it, but only for a hundred zuz. So what do we say? She'll offer a bottle. The last sale is totally bottle because she's, she's, she's um, ripping off the arshim. But the other ones are valid. So what does the Gemara want from this? So basically, she's a shliach. Again, she's a shliach to sell 400 zuz of their, of their collection. And what happens is when she first sold, it was only worth 100 zuz. So the Gemara is saying, isn't the first sale exactly like our case? In other words, she didn't sell a field worth 400. She was told to go sell 400 worth and she sold first a field worth 100. So isn't that kind of like our case where shliach was told to sell a certain big a core, and he only went and sold the lesser. So if we say that, shouldn't we say the same thing here? Then when she was, she, she's representing her interest to get 400, and she first sells a field that's worth 100, so we should, why don't we say that that's uh, right away, that that should be considered deviating from her shlichus, and it shouldn't be kind at all. So the Gemara explains that there was no field that was worth 400, because we're talking about small little pieces of land that she couldn't sell one piece worth 400. Small different pieces, with different pieces of land. So our whole was only when some person is told, go sell that piece of land that, that it's the size of a core, and, and, and the shlich only sells the piece of land that's, that's the size of lesach. There, that's a question. But here, that's not the case. Here, the case is that Stam, there was no piece of land that was equal to her value, the Ksuba 400. So she had to go sell different pieces. So clearly there, she's not deviating from the shlichus by selling piece by piece. Says the Gemara, now moving to a new question. Let's say somebody told the shlich, I want you to sell a core all to one person. I don't want you to sell it to two people. He told them explicitly, only sell it to one person. Don't make two separate sales. Clearly there, that's the shlichus. Only sell to one person, not two. So if he would go sell to two people, clearly he's not a shliach and, 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 and the, sale would, the sale would be bought. But if he told the shliach, I want you to sell to one person, and he didn't specify, and not to two people, he didn't make that emphasis, and I don't want it to be to two people. He just said, I want you to sell to one person. My, there, what would the halacha be? If he said to sell to one, is that a, clearly an indication that if it's two, it's against him, and he's not a shliach, or do we say not? So he said one, and it's not the two. He said one, but he's not mocked. Even to two or a hundred would be fine. They said, he sold the shliach. If the Baal sold the shliach, sell to one person. What's the law? He said, when you say to one person, it's even to two people. That's not particular. What if the shliach then went and undercharged as well? Are you also going to say that it's valid? What, do you, what, what kind of point is that? To tell shliach, if you talk about, a, talk about a case where the agent makes a mistake, the whole thing's bought. But it's not a mistake. This is just simply selling to more people. Isn't there a law that by karka, there's no law? If I rip off a price from somebody in regular commerce and business, we say that there are certain laws that subject to nullification and claiming back price. But karka doesn't have a set locked in price. So you can't, there's no claim of ona. So why don't you say the same thing over here, that if the shliach makes a mistake and, 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 and undercharges for, for the field that he's selling, representing the Baal Vais, we should say, ain't no other and the sale is still valid. So the Mark says, because there's a big difference. That's where the one who owned the field makes a mistake. Okay, the sale is still valid. But when he's representing, when it's the shliach who's making the mistake, he's representing somebody else in the sale, and he makes a mistake. There, Amalei, the Baal Vais said, the whole shliach is about I only sent you a shliach to make it better for me, not to mess me up. So the point that we're saying is, it's alumnus and shliachs. Avada, you know, not like our calls when a person sells something and gets the wrong price, the sale is still valid. But here, the way that it works is that it's a din in the shliachs and I only sent you to improve it and not to mess it up. And uh, since you messed me up in the sale, so therefore you have no right to sell for me. Says the Gemara, where do we see 
a precedent that there's a chilek in the way a mistake that makes from the person who owns it and a mistake from a shliach. That we say if it's a shliach, any smaller mistake can be about the whole thing. Whereas for, for, for a Baal Bais, we don't look at it that way. Where do we see this? It says in the Mishnah. So the little introduction here, we're talking about Truma. Midaraisa, Truma can be taken off any amount, but we say that they made the they gave a share of 40, the 50th, or the 60th, depending on how generous a person is. So somebody told the Shliach, Shei Truma, go take off Truma for me. He didn't tell him which level he wants him to take off. So it's that's Baal Bais. He should do what he thinks the Baal Bais would want him to do. Let's say he doesn't know the mindset, right? He doesn't know how generous the guy was. You should assume to take off the 50th. Let's say it was a mistake, and it turns out that he did um, a 10 under or a 10th more. It's still valid. So it sounds like the maximum discrepancy that we allow is one tenth. But more than one tenth, we would say, okay, that's already considered deviating from what the Balabais would have wanted. And therefore, it's not a shliach. Only within a tenth, they would say, okay, that's small enough thing that no, one, no one's that makbid. But more than a tenth, we'd say, no, the Balabais could be makbid. And since the Balabais could be makbid, so the whole thing is bottle. Now, you look at but for the Balabais himself, it says, somebody is separating Truma and he's not doing it mamish exact. He's approximating, even if it comes out by mistake, even. One in twenty, trumas or truma, the truma is still there. In other words, even if it was a much greater percentage than, than what he normally would do, it's not considered a mistake. It's not considered a mistake in separation, and the truma is still valid. So I see that the the bittel of shlichus is much easier as a mistake than what the actions of the owner. By the owner, we say even more than a tenth, it's still valid truma. But by the shliach, where the shliach makes a mistake about what the balabais would have wanted him to do, so we say no, anything more than a tenth is considered a, that, that, that not a shliach. And he says, I only wanted you to do it like this. I didn't want you to do it the way that you did it. So now we go back to our original question um, about if somebody said sell to one person, is that a clear, explicit instruction and not to two people or not? So the Gemara says, Tashma, in the case where Ksuba to the widow was 400, she sells four different fields. Each one worth 100, she's selling to different people. So and the last one, she undercharged a little bit. So we say that the last one is bought up, all the rest of them are kaim. So here, isn't that exactly what's going on? What business does she have selling to four different people? Must be that even though the, 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 the since they didn't tell, tell the widow specifically, we don't want you to sell to different people. So it's okay if she makes different sales. So we see that if, unless it's explicit instructions, don't sell to different people, then it's okay. So the Gemara says, we're talking about small little pieces of land that she couldn't sell to one person. So obviously over there, then she has the right to sell to different people. Our whole question is only when the shliach is representing a sale where it's possible to sell one person to one person. And there, if he still goes and sells it to different purchasers, there we want to know, maybe the Balabais could say, I didn't make you a shliach to do it that way. And therefore the whole, the whole sale is bottled. But clearly where it cannot be sold to one person is little different pieces that are left in the estate. The widow has every right to make different sales.